Maria Lagios is a serial entrepreneur. She started working in video production when she was just 15 years old, and since then she's built over 10 businesses, including XOXO Dining Room, Winston's, and several other hospitality hotspots in the Dallas area. Nowadays, Maria, her aim is to help women make a six-figure income and build businesses. So let's hear from Maria today on the show and see what she's got to share with us. Maria, I'm super excited to have you on the show this week. Uh, and for those of the people who don't know you very well, let's start with a little background info on you. Um, so first off, where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Let's get into that a bit. Yeah, born and raised in Texas. Nice. Never moved out. I was going to, but I ended up staying. Um, yeah, I grew up in Austin, which is kind of like the, well, it's the capital. Yeah. One of the bigger cities in Texas. And then I ended up moving to Dallas in 2001. Um, and so I've been there for, you know, over 20 years now. So it's awesome. My parents live in Austin. Yeah. So very close. Yeah. So now you're in Dallas. Okay. And what was growing up like in your family? Um, so I grew up with my mom and, um, she remarried when I was four okay. and my dad is actually from Greece. Okay. And so he came here when he was 22 and, um, ended up staying, didn't know English, taught himself English, ended up starting his own businesses, et cetera. Um, and then my mom was the same way, like just always, you know, had her own business, hard worker. Like, so I grew up in a family that were all super business minded, always working. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of like the basis of our life. Cause they both grew up, I wouldn't say like super poor, but definitely not with a lot of money. Yeah. So they were always trying to like figure out how to make it for their family. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And so what, what kind of businesses were your parents involved in? So my dad, when he moved here, um, I think he started as like washing dishes, mm -hmm. stuff like that, you know, didn't didn't speak the language, didn't really yeah. know anything. And then he started like cooking in the kitchen, started in the restaurant business and worked his way up. And then he, um, I think he's owned, operated, done everything for probably like over 20 restaurants, bars, wow. nightclubs. Yeah. That's impressive. Um, and then my mom was in the same industry for a while. And then she transitioned out of that, um, got into, um, like television station stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also like real estate. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, so kind of all over the place. Yeah. A lot of different stuff. Yeah. Okay. And how about for you growing up? Did you play any sports? You do any activities, anything like that? Yeah. So I grew up in kind of a small town mm -hmm. in Texas. So it's definitely like sports oriented, super competitive. Yeah. So, um, I was a cheerleader all the way through college. I actually got a scholarship mm -hmm. for cheerleading, um, that paid for my college and like ran track. I tried to play basketball, but I wasn't that good. So all the stuff, yeah, you cheerleader all the, all the and track and basketball for a little bit. So all of the, all of the most popular yeah. sports. So I okay. wasn't, great at them but i had i had the good mindset you know got you yeah so that sharpened your attitude maybe not so much the yeah. actual skills though okay fair enough all right and um did you end up going to do college or anything like that yeah or? so um my parents actually i don't know the industry changed a lot but in the television industry 
back in the day, you used to have to buy um, a permit in order to build a television station. Mm -hmm. So, and you couldn't just buy one. You had to like apply and then you had to get it like approved and issued to you. And they only had cer certain license. Yeah. So my parents actually got a license um, with a good friend of theirs um, who was in uh, ministry. So they moved to Dallas for that reason. Mm -hmm. And that was the year I graduated high school. So I ended up applying for a school in Dallas okay. to go to a college. And because I had never lived away from my mom before or anything, I actually wanted to go to UT. But I was like, I'll just go here for the first year. And yeah. I got a full ride. So I ended up staying. So I went to college at um, Texas A&M okay. Commerce University. Okay. It's like right outside of Dallas. Okay. And what was your major? Like, what did you go to school So for? I double majored in business and marketing mm -hmm. because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I felt like that was a general kind of degree that would just teach me the basis of everything. I would kind of have like all my bases covered. Yeah. Because everything needs a business structure and everything needs marketing. Yeah. So I thought that was the best route for me. Good. Okay. And what was like, what were some of your first working experiences growing up? When was your first job? So I started working actually when I was like 15. Mm -hmm. um, so my kind of like my second, I would say my second dad, my parents' best friends at the time, he was also my pastor, mm -hmm. but very business minded person. So um, I started working for him. So he did um, like live services every day, but he also was televised. Yeah. So I like was 15 years old, like working a camera, like doing the lights, doing like, you know, I worked my way up to even like directing at one point wow. and we would edit these shows and they would be like nationally broadcasted. So it was like a big deal, but I didn't realize it, you know, yeah. when I was 15, I was just like, that's cool. Like I want to do yeah. it <laughs> and you're going to pay me, you yeah. know, $400 a week. I was like, thought I was so rich. I was like, yes. Okay. Well, $400 a week when you're 15, you are pretty rich. That's, yeah. that's, I was more than the. $5 a week allowance I was getting. So <laughs> yeah. All right. So you were working in production when you were 15. And then how about like when you were, when you were in college, what did you, what did you do? So I did that next? all the way through college. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did that the whole time I was working. So we ended up um, building a television station in Dallas mm -hmm. and it actually became, um, the license originally was for a small town, but we ended up upgrading it. And so it was the um, one of the largest television stations in the U.S. because Dallas is the eighth largest market. Wow. So we were doing live shows. We were doing edited shows. So we did a lot. And that actually was the major I was going to go into. But they were like, you have so much experience. There's no point. So that's another reason why I kind of went the business route. Got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so you, you did, you were doing, I guess you could call it production mm -hmm. for that for the whole time. And then um, after that, what was what was your next business venture? So you'd gotten your degree, you went to Texas A&M, yeah. got business marketing degree, and you have quite a bit of experience in production at that point because you were doing it from 15 till like 20, somewhere around there. Yeah. So what did you what did you do next? What was the next Joe, move? Okay. Well, I was like always around a lot of adults mm -hmm. that were all entrepreneurs. So I from, you know, 13, I was listening to like Anthony Robbins every day, yeah. you know? So I was like trying to start any business you could think of. And I thought it was like the best idea. Yeah. I think I like, I started like a network market, 
in a network marketing company. I was like selling cookies at one point. I like started a jeans company. I mean, you name it. And I was like trying it. And I yeah. thought it was like the next big thing, yeah. you know? So yeah, I mean, I pretty much have gone through the list of like things to try, businesses to open that I thought were going to be great. What are some, yeah. like some more examples? I mean, you, so you tried a bunch of different stuff. So you were selling cookies, you had a jean company. What are, what are some more examples? Um, so I also, as I was getting my marketing degree, that's something I didn't have experience in. Mm -hmm. So I started working um, for a company called Nine Group mm -hmm. that had just moved to Dallas from Vegas, actually. And they are a hospitality company. So they opened um, Ghost Bar Nightclub and then they opened two restaurants. Mm -hmm. But this was like the talk of the town because first Vegas nightclub, bottle service, Dallas didn't have that. Yeah. It was like a huge thing. And here I am come from I'm literally doing like shows where it's like preaching all day yeah. literally you know <laughs> and I start working for this company in a nightclub I had no idea about anything but I want to experience on the marketing side um so I started like doing marketing and stuff for them and then that grew and so I started kind of doing more and more within that company mm -hmm. and just getting my feet wet and seeing like kind of like different positions. It was, it was definitely a different world that opened my eyes up to a lot of other businesses. Yeah. And the people that I was networking with and meeting were at the time, you know, the top venture capitalists, lawyers, doctors, like business owners. Yeah. And so that started expanding what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know? Um, so I mean, I, I honestly don't even remember all the little ones along the way. Yeah. But I remember one of my like close friends now, I've known him for like 20 years and he is an amazing mentor. I mean, probably one of the most successful people I know, one of the most successful people in the United States. Wow. And um, I knew him when I was 18 because I interviewed him for a show we did called Lifestyles. Yeah. I also started my own production company at one point where we hosted a show, we would go around interview people. This was back before social media. Yeah. So like you had to have your big camera, your tape, go back, edit it. Yeah. It was the whole thing. Um, but I would go to him and be like, hey, I have this idea. What do you think about this? Not knowing I'm sitting in front of like this billionaire. And he's yeah. like, you know, all his answer every time was like, I think that's great. Yes, Maria, you got this. You can do it. But um, I look back now and I laugh at those days because I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So he was always really supportive and yeah. you, you had a bunch of try, fail, restart yeah. situations. So what value do you think you got from all of those experiences? Because, you know, obviously a lot of those businesses you are completely in the past and you're not doing anything with them anymore. But what do you think you gained from that period of your life where you were kind of restarting a lot? Um, I didn't know it at the time, but I think that just taking this step is such a big deal Yeah. because I'm also a perfectionist. So when I was younger, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just doing it. I was just trying it. Yeah. You know, and I would, I didn't know anything about it, but I would still just take the leap. Yeah. Not knowing as you get older, I think your mindset changes and you're more cautious. Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely like that now, or I'm more cautious. I want to have all the pieces in place. But sometimes in business, when you're starting out, that's really not the way to be because yeah. you can be so cautious, you actually never do anything. Yeah. 
And um, I remember I was um, talking to a guy. He was a VIP that came in with Nine Group. And he was a really successful venture capitalist in Dallas. And I was telling him, like, I have all these big dreams. I want to move to California. I want to be in real estate. You know, I want to get into, like, acting and do all this stuff. And I was like, but I don't know. I don't know if that's what I want to do. Maybe I want to do this and maybe yeah. I want to do that. But I was like, I don't know what to do. And I'm kind of just stuck, you know? Yeah. And he gave me a really amazing analogy. He took a salt and pepper shaker and he was like, okay, look, if you sit here, this is you, you're the salt. Mm -hmm. This is the pepper, your dream, right? He was like, if you just sit here, this is you and here's your dream way over here, right? Mm -hmm. He was like, but if you just move it, even if it goes this way, you're still closer. Because you're going to keep moving and you're, it, it's eventually going to get closer and closer. But if you just sit there and you don't do anything, you're going to get further and further away. Yeah. And that stuck with me forever. And I think that's why I've always been able to kind of like, if I see an opportunity, I'm willing to try. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's like a, re a really tricky balance too. Because you're right. As you get older, you probably got burned a few times. Yeah, so you think like, sure. okay, I should think it through more this next time. But yeah, some people take that way too far to the point where when a great opportunity comes up, they're too afraid to actually jump into yeah. it. So what advice would you have for people out there who are looking at starting their, you know, starting their business or jumping into an opportunity who have maybe been sitting on the sideline for a few months, too nervous to actually dive in? What, yeah. what advice do you have for them? I would say in the beginning, it's good to not look at the bigger picture. Yeah. Right. Some people give the opposite advice, but for me, it's good in the beginning to not say, okay, I have to have this, 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 and this before I can do anything mm -hmm. because I will stop myself if I start thinking that way. Yeah. Right. Um, even in new businesses, I'll be like, I don't know this business, so maybe I shouldn't start. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't like bring people on yet. Maybe I shouldn't hire people because I don't know enough. Yeah. So instead of thinking that way, I literally kind of put blinders on and I, I do one step at a time. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, first step is, you know, maybe it's just like, I'm going to start hiring, even though I don't know everything yet. Yeah. And then I'm going to figure out how we train them because yeah. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. You know, but if I don't do that and I end up waiting, then I'm like, I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have been so much further along yeah. if I would have just kind of put those blinders on and taken just step by step. Gotcha. Now, as I get into the business, then I start planning for the long term. But initially, for me, it's good to kind of just step yeah. by step. So just kind of doing it and not getting scared of I don't the unknown that I don't know. Yeah. So we're talking like if, if we're talking about skydiving, what most people do is most people will overanalyze everything that could possibly go right or wrong exactly. before they even book a trip. And you're saying basically what you do is like, okay, first step is I'm going to book the trip and then see if anything goes right or wrong. Then I'm going to go to the place and see if everything feels right. Then I'm going to get on the plane and see if everything feels right. And it's continuing to feel like a good thing for you. So is that pretty yeah, accurate? 100%. Okay, cool. Especially people that are perfectionists because you will just never do it. Yeah. Because it's never going to be like the perfect time, the perfect yeah. situation for anything. And stuff's going to happen. You just figure it out along the way. You yeah, know? definitely. Okay. Well, you've, you've been really successful with a lot of different businesses. I don't even know how to 
tell people what exactly you do because you do a little bit of marketing, you do a little bit of branding, you're involved in a bunch of different companies all at the same time. So when you're looking at a business and like, is this something I should get involved in? And you start getting involved a little bit, what are some uh, telltale signs that you think, okay, this is really something I should sink my teeth into and build with? So I will say the younger version of me, right? Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like stuff that got thrown in my path. Yeah. So it wasn't stuff that I was searching out or wanted to do. So I've been in the hospitality business for 15, 16 years now. Yeah. Um, owning nightclubs, restaurants, bars. But the people that have known me for so long, like one of my best friends that I grew up with, she's like, Maria, like you own a nightclub? You gave me a Bible for my birthday one year. Like this is like <laughs> blowing my mind. Yeah. So it wasn't something that I sought after. It was just something that was in my path and I took the opportunity. So um, I would say like if stuff co it comes to your path, it's important to take the opportunity because it might not come again. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's kind of how I look at it. So and not every opportunity is a great opportunity. Don't get me wrong. But you kind of know, like, yeah. you know, you try and you take it, you take the chance and you see like, okay, this is, this is a good fit. This is working. Like yeah. this is building. Um, and so I'm going to put more effort into it, more time, more energy. And then you look back and you end up building something bigger and bigger and bigger. And you're like, okay, like yeah. I didn't even know I could do this here, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Definitely. So how about on the flip side, what are some things that tell you, okay, this is probably not part of my brand anymore, or this is probably not something for me to keep investing time into. So at this point for me, what I look at, probably the number one thing is the people that I'm going to be working with. Yeah. So I, although I have owned my own businesses, I've always been kind of in charge of my life in business per se. Yeah. I wasn't always in charge of the type of people that were involved that I was working with. And, but that plays a huge role on you. So if they're, you know, not motivating people or they're, they don't, you know, have the same mindset as you, it can be challenging. And for somebody like me, it will really affect me personally. Yeah. So now moving forward, that's probably one of the number one things I was like, that's going to be top of my list where I never thought about that before, but who am I working with? What's their mindset? And are they going to be able to push me? Because business is tough. You know, yeah. it's not, you're not always going to have great days. Yeah. So you need those people around you that are going to uplift you yeah. and like make you stronger and build you because that's how you're going to grow quicker. Yeah. So the team and the support system you're saying is probably even more important than the product, probably even more important than the business model or the location, uh, the team and the people is everything. Yeah. Cause one thing I've learned is business is business, right? Yeah. Like I am not as scared anymore to go into like outside industries. I know the restaurant business. I know the bar business. I, I can do that easily. But when you want to start expanding and doing different things, I was kind of scared to do that. Cause I was like, I only know this. I've put so much energy into it. I don't really know real estate. I don't know, you know, whatever else it is. Like, I don't know these things. So, um, I like knowing, yeah. I like knowing what I'm doing, you know? Definitely. So that was the scary part for me. But then I started saying, okay, Maria, you know, business, business is the same in every industry. Yeah. You might have to learn that particular ins and outs of that industry, but 
business is the same, marketing is the same, branding is the same. You're just doing it for something different, but the people that you're working with is such a key to yeah. your success. Definitely. That's why like so many people now they say get a mentor. Yeah. Like that's all over social media and it's for a reason. Yeah. So what are some of the people uh who are some of the people or what's the type of person that you find is most rewarding and most like uh conducive for you to work with? So for me 100% it's somebody that is business minded, yeah. right? Cuz you can teach somebody sales. You can teach somebody marketing. You can teach somebody anything. I would rather not hire somebody with experience or that has all the, the accolades, everything. I would rather have somebody that's motivated and is like, I want something bigger for myself. Mm -hmm. I just don't have the tools. I don't have whatever it is, the opportunity. And that to me is like the easiest person. It might take a little longer, but they're going to like, they're going to get there a hundred percent and they're not going to give up. Definitely. Because the people that aren't like that, they end up getting, giving up, getting discouraged when it gets hard. Yeah. And things are just, they're never going to be just 100% easy yeah. every there's day. Al there's always going to be yeah. a hard that comes up any, any company or business that you're starting for sure. So, okay. So number one is you look for people that are motivated and they've got that grit to them. Um, what else do you look for in a business partner? Um. I think somebody with good values is also very important. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you are talking about business, money. We're here. This whatever business you're in, that's what you're there. You're there to make money. Yeah. So um somebody with good set of values is also really important to me. And um just like the the mentality of like not giving up. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. Okay. Well, I mean, you've, we've talked a lot about the different businesses that you've doing. So what are like, uh, what, what's kind of your business model now? I mean, you have, a, I know a couple different things that you're already involved with, but what's really your objective now? How do you continue to grow as, as an entrepreneur and a business person? Yeah. So, um, a couple of things. One, I think for me throughout the years, I found that I really wanted to find businesses that were conducive to helping women yeah. because in my particular industry that I worked with for so long, there are barely any women in that business. As far as like owners, operators, leaders, it's very male dominated. And I don't even think for a good reason because the women are very talented. They're so smart. Um, but they don't get the opportunities. Yeah. And so for me, that was so important in what I was already doing. So then as I started to look outside at other businesses and growing, you know, my business network, it was finding something like, how can I create a women, a business that women will also be very successful in mm -hmm. because women aren't mothers, you know, they are, um, leaders, they, but they have a life that they have to like also that comes first. Yeah. And it's just. Unfortunately, most men have a woman in their life that they can still go to work if their wife is pregnant as a child. Yeah. You can't do that, you know, as a mom and so many of my friends that are like that. So now finding businesses that will help them mm -hmm. is important to me. And then also, I think when you start to look at the bigger picture, residual income is such a big deal. So finding business opportunities that have residual income 
for me is also important Yeah. because as you're building and you're bringing people on to me, it's not just like hiring people anymore at this point. It's like, I feel like I'm partnering with every person that I work with Yeah. because it's, it's a commitment and I feel so dedicated to them that it's like, I don't want, I don't want to be working, you know, 90 hours a week, my whole life. Yeah. Nobody does at this point. It's like, work hard and let that build, build, build. So I think I look for those two things and starting new businesses now. It's kind of shifted, you yeah. know? Okay. So you look for businesses, one, where you can really make sure that women are going to be able to be given those opportunities where they're going to thrive, where they're going to be in leadership roles. Um, and then two, where whoever it is, men or women, where they can develop residual income, not just something where they're going to make paycheck this Friday yeah. and then have to keep doing it over and over. Some Somewhere that they're building a passive or residual yeah. income. Okay. And I know you've got a ton of different businesses, but you feel like you have those opportunities now that if people yeah. are reaching out to you to connect with you, you feel like you're, you're able to set people up in those situations? Yeah, like I'm in the process now, like building a new business and that's exciting for yeah. me. Um, always like starting something new is always exciting. So um, I'm I'm still learning stuff in that business, but also just the opportunities, like I said, I think are the most exciting thing that makes me want to dive in again. Yeah, you know, definitely. And so you're pretty new with that, I think yeah. you mentioned, but you've you've already started to see yourself winning there, and you've already started to see a lot of other people winning there too. Are are most of those people women? Yeah. So I actually, um, I, I tend to kind of rely on a lot of my friends cause I do stay, I like to stay around a lot of people that have the same sort of mindset in business, Yeah. even if we're in different paths, different everything. And so most of our conversations are about growth. Yeah. So you tend to naturally be like, Hey, let's, let's build something like, you know, Two people can do more than one. Three yeah. people can do more than two. So like, why are we not doing something together? We all have this great mindset. Like, let's figure out something that we can do and like really build. Cause I feel like it would take off quicker, you know? Yeah. And so, cause it's usually hard to find the right people. Like yeah. that's the hardest part. It is. And so I feel like, you know, I'm so blessed to have such amazing friends and business people around me that when I find those right opportunities, I tend to jump on them now, Yeah. even though I used to be scared in the past. Cause I was like, uh, I only know the restaurant bar business. I don't know. And now I'm like, I'm not passing up any more opportunities. If it's in my path, I'm going to take it. I'm going to build it. And now I have people that I want to build with. Yeah. You know? That makes a lot of sense. And you know, you've been a mentor to a lot of those people. You've been a mentor to a lot of women and men throughout all the different things that you're working on. So let's talk a little bit about, I know you mentioned one really powerful mentor that you had in your life that you've worked with for a while. So like, how important are those relationships that you have with somebody like him or any other mentors that you have? I mean, I would say it is literally so important that I would not be anywhere I am today without any of those people. Wow. And I say that in every area of my life because I have somebody I go to for kind of every aspect, you know, um, I'm lucky enough to have a really amazing parents that I can go to for certain things. 
in business, you know, it depends on what it is. Some people I don't contact as often because obviously they're very busy. Um, but even you, Joe, like, you know, we met a year ago and, you know, I love what you do in your business and it really inspires me and you've built that at such a young age. So, you know, you've played a big role in the past year. Like I call you all the time for advice. So, um, I think for me, I have learned the way to get somewhere quicker is to call somebody that's already been there. Yeah. So you don't make those same mistakes. Yeah. So if you're lucky enough to have those people in your life, shut up, yeah. hear what they have to say, and take their advice as is best for you and fitting for you. Definitely. And I feel like a lot of people don't, maybe don't understand the value of those connections because it it works both ways too. Like from from the time, from the year we've known each other, like, yeah, maybe in the beginning, um, you had called me and I helped you, but you've helped me a ton of times as well. Just because we have a great relationship now, just because I said yes in the beginning and just like chatted with you about that thing. So I feel like a lot of people maybe, I don't know, maybe they burn bridges and, and they don't maintain those connections. But it seems like a lot of your success is you've accumulated this incredible Rolodex basically of people that you have in your corner that you can go to. So you have a lot of people that you can pull great advice from who've got experience in those areas. So that's pretty incredible. So now turning around, since you've learned so much from those other people, um, is that what you think has shaped you into this person now who you're so focused on helping women and helping them grow? Yeah. I mean, I think the thing with the women is what I struggled so hard mm-hmm. initially in my business. Cause I, I was working so hard and nobody, I was kind of like overlooked, yeah. you know? And I was like, okay, I'm a smart girl. I can do this. Yeah. And like, I'm seeing what you guys did. So I would like observe, I would put in extra time. I would go to meetings that weren't for me. I would out, Hey, can I go to this manager's meeting guys? I just want to sit in and listen. Yeah. Can I go um, to this marketing meeting? I just want, and I was like, you know, I just graduated college, no experience. I didn't know anything. They were probably like, whatever, little girl, like you don't know, you know? Um, I mean, I knew nothing about nightlife. I didn't even go out. I didn't drink. Like I knew nothing, you know, but I was so eager to just soak up knowledge from people. And then I was like, okay, I believed in myself enough and nobody gave me a chance. So like, I have to do this on my own. So I went and did a business plan. It was probably the worst business plan known to to man. Um, and, um, you know, raise my own money. And luckily my dad had been in that business. So I got a lot of advice from him on, you know, how do I get a lease? I, you know, I was like, I don't even know. I just set up a meeting. I don't know what I'm doing, dad, but, um, yeah, I think those, those little things of like, when you're younger, you do that, but when you're older, you kind of are like hesitant and you take a step back, you know? Well, I mean, the business owners of the world, I think, need to wake the fuck up because there's probably thousands of more Maria Lagioses out there who have been learning and taking notes and sharpening their skills and making good connections. And that makes them an incredible force to be reckoned with in the business world right now. But yeah, they're, they're for some reason, being overlooked for those opportunities. So. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you think people are still failing to realize that potential that a lot of these women have? I think it's a control thing. Yeah. Um, just from my experience, 
because certain people want to maintain control of their business. And I totally understand that. Yeah. And their mindset is a little different um, in, you know, where they're trying to go. Um, and it's not always about the success of the business. It's more about what that individual person wants. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, that's not a great way to be in your business, but to each their own, right? Like, yeah. Um, however, when you're being overlooked because you're like, you're just a woman, you're just this, you're just that. And you're like, you, you know, you have so much potential. It's so frustrating. Yeah. And like, especially in my business, cause it might be like a bartender who has no experience in management, but their skill set is so amazing. And it's like, all they need somebody to do is just take them by the hand and just show them the steps. Yeah. And, you know, I think, again, it kind of goes back to mentorship, right? Yeah, and if you're willing to learn, um, then you're going to get there. Yeah. So I think I started learning that at a young age, like, because I looked up to so many people around me is to soak up as much information as I can. Yeah. From those people, because they've been doing this for years. They've made so many mistakes, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I think also being so overlooked, I wanted to do everything right. And I didn't want to mess up because I was like, I only have one shot to get yeah. this right. You know, I'm going <laughs> to prove everybody wrong. Yeah. Um, but then I started learning, okay, I have to be easy on myself. Yeah. Because things happen and I was like, would get devastated. Yeah. Like I was like out of my control, you know? And things with a landlord or just things I could not control. And I would be so devastated that it would make me not want to try again. And, you know, luckily, like I said, I had good people. And so it kind of lifted me back up and be like, no. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to try it again. And then something might have happened five years later. And I'm like, okay, you know what? But I did that again. So I can do it. And I'd have to, like, pick myself up every yeah. single time. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so silly to me because at, at my company, some of our best sales reps, women, some of our strongest leaders, women, like every position that I have, I'm sure we have men that are doing really well too, but um, I believe our team right now is more than 70% women at this that. point. And it's, it's pretty incredible. And I, uh, oftentimes I... I just try and figure out why, like, cause I just think it's so crazy that other people are not that way, you know, like yeah. I, I don't understand why, cause it's not like I'm trying to specifically build a team of women. Um, I'm not saying no to men and we have some incredible men on our team too, but I'm trying to figure out why so many other people are, I guess, failing to realize that potential that these women have. Um, and I, I just don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Do you, do you have any idea why? I don't. <laughs> and it breaks my heart because it's like the people that I've seen come up, especially the women that um, I've been so blessed and lucky to have mentored or helped, you know, yeah. however, in any sort of capacity, they're so amazing. And then like, you know, when you like work with somebody and you kind of help develop them and then you see them kind of like blossom, it's like yeah. the most amazing feeling yeah. ever. It's it's almost like a better feeling than the stuff you're personally doing. Yeah. It really is like life changing to see that. I think one thing that I may have different than other people, one reason why I may love working with women so much or why I gravitated towards it is a lot of people grow up in a situation where 
you know, dad works and makes income and mom essentially stays home and works with the kids and raises the kids. And even though raising the kids is a really challenging job, it's not like celebrated or recognized yeah. as much. So I think that kind of builds this culture where it's like, all right, well, let's give dad all of the glory. And mom kind of does the, you know, almost like secretarial sort of stuff, like raising the kids and stuff like that. So I think when people grow up in that environment, they probably grow up just subconsciously thinking, okay, that's how it works is like man should be in this position and woman should be in kind of like the secondary supporting right. role. But my family wasn't like that. My, my parents both worked full time the whole time. So I didn't see it like dad was more celebrated or more powerful than mom. In fact, it was in many ways the opposite. Like my dad worked full time and he's great, but I saw mom working full time and raising the kids and, you know, battling cancer and going through all of that stuff. So I got to see like, damn, mom, mom She's runs strong. the show here. Yeah. Like, so that's probably why I gravitate Same. My mom that was way. like hard worker, amazing mom. And so I think when I stepped into the business world, I was like, wait, what? Hi, yeah. like I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to work. Yeah, like, I'm ready. Me, you know, <laughs> but that's not what happened. Yeah. So, and, you know, also I was so naive. So I think all that played a big role because yeah. I had never, you know, I'd only know one world, you know, I was so sheltered. So yeah. I think that might've played into it. But, you know, then as I got older, I just noticed like, all the guys became the managers, all the guys became the GMs, all the guys, yeah. like, and I was like, what, why not? You know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's what lit a fire under me just for women in general. And don't get me wrong. I work with amazing men like, yeah. too, but, um, it's just kind of like when you see somebody that doesn't get the opportunity, you want to kind of like blaze that trail for somebody. So the trail is actually there and they kind of take it, you know, yeah. I mean, especially the strong men and women, yeah. they kind of take it after that, but they just need that trail blazed in for the sure. beginning. For sure. Well, I tell you what, any of those, uh, any of those people who passed on you, uh, by giving you, failing to give you an opportunity, you bet your ass they're kicking themselves for that now. <laughs> so anybody who overlooked you for something over the years, I mean, you're getting the success that you're having right now, I'm sure is quite a sweet revenge to them. Thank so, you, Joe. I, yes, I appreciate it. Definitely. Well, I mean, right now you're in a situation where, uh, I mean, if I had to summarize all of the different things you're doing in the business world, that's pretty much it is that you're looking for strong people, uh, specifically strong women, if possible, that you can help get into those leadership roles help build a passive or residual income. So um, people who are out there, like what should they do? Should they just be reaching out to you directly? Yeah, or? of course. So social media is probably the easiest thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about this new business we're starting and doing. And we've already seen like so much growth, especially with the women that yeah. we're bringing on. And again, it's like literally just being teachable. Like so like, I just want to be able to take the women that are business minded, ready to like hit their ground running. They're like, I'm just here to work. Don't have like, 
any experience, any industry specifically, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, because you can, you can train that you can teach it. So yeah, for me, I'm always looking for women that I can work with like that. And social media is the easiest way. So they don't necessarily need to have run a business before. No. They don't need to have done sales or marketing or branding before. They just need to literally be ready to go to work and be coachable. Yeah. Mindset. Wow. Mindset. For me. And not everybody's like that, but for me, that's who I enjoy working with and kind of like teaching and mentoring to get to that next level. That's awesome. Well, I mean, based on everything I've learned, I knew I knew quite a bit about you before, but I've learned a lot more today. And based on what I've learned, I think any man or woman would be really lucky. Yeah. And I don't want to leave the guys out too. I feel bad, but you know, I got to represent for my girls, but yeah, guys do. It's okay. That's the whole point is that out there 80, 90% of the time, the guys are the ones getting the recognition. It's okay for us to spend 80, 90% of our time talking about women. I'm excited about that. So, um, well, it's been incredible having you on the show. And I hope this helps you build a lot more connections and find those strong women out there who need somebody, a mentor like you. Um, so best way is social media, yeah. right? So best way for you to reach out to Maria is social media and uh, probably Instagram is the best? Yeah. Okay. And what's your handle on Instagram? It's Maria Lagios, L-A-G-I-O-S. So Maria Lagios, L-A-G-I-O-S. You got it. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show Thanks today, Maria. Thanks for having me, Joe. I appreciate it. Awesome.